Welcome to Order Up, the restaurant operations podcast brought to you by Ops Analytica. Hey, this is Tommy Yanoulis, one of the founders of Ops Analytica. I was recently talking with a, a friend of mine who's a restaurant consultant about what we do uh, with restaurant checklists and inspections. And he was like, man, these restaurant managers, they don't get it. They think that they can just put these checklists out on paper and that people are going to magically do them. And they're not getting done. If you don't inspect what you expect every single day, then it's not getting done. And you're crazy if you think it is. And that's exactly the problem that the Ops Analytica Inspector solves. We give you the ability to see what's happening in your restaurants in real time and the ability to follow up and hold your managers accountable. Check us out on the web at opsanalytica.com or just search Restaurant Checklist app. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Tommy Yanoulis here today on the Order Up show. And we are very excited to have our guest today, uh, Mr. Islam Ahmed. He is a restaurant manager out in uh, Virginia. And welcome to the show, Islam. Hey, thank you for having me, Tommy. Oh, you're very welcome. So as I was kind of going over to you in the pre-show, we have a real simple format here. We ask the same five questions to all of the restaurant operators that come on the show. And uh, so the first question kind of explains your history in the business. So we'll just get started. Um, The question number one there is explain what you do today and then take us through your career progression from sort of your first job in the industry to where you are today. All right. So what I do today, I'm uh, the current general manager of Bayway Dallas in the Dallas Shopping Center. And what I do on a daily basis is pretty much making my business better every day. That's that's my mission in life. How did I get into the business? I'm originally graduated with a bachelor's degree in tourism and hotels management. And back home in Egypt, I used to be a tour guide and then I became a tourism manager since I like management. Like I, I think that's 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 the best job for me. I I really like perform as a manager. So I was working in tourism back there, and then when I immigrated here into the United States, I worked in customer service in different companies. I really didn't find myself into that until I got my first job with uh, Chipotle, the the restaurant company. I worked with them as a grill guy, and then they noticed that I have the management degree and like the the, the mindset for it. So they started developing me to be a restaurant manager with them. And then I believe within the six was uh, was the was the first seven months, I became with them a kitchen manager into a chef manager into a general manager, and it's just been going ever since then. It's been five years now with the management in the restaurants managing day-to-day operations and making life better. Nice. So, okay, so you brought up Chipotle. So do you do you have a sense, having knowing their systems really well, do you have a sense of what was the cause of some of that norovirus? Do you think that came at the restaurant level or the eco, uh, what was the other one, the eco-lie? Uh, do you think that was like a supplier or do you think that was a, you know, just give us your thoughts on that. The, I actually wasn't with the company when this problem happened, but I believe what happened is because the reason I left the company, it was like three years ago, I believe, or two and a half years. It, the company started to change direction. So it wasn't just a supplier issue. They they used to run on, on, on a culture that it doesn't exist anymore. Sure. 
the the training methods itself the change and all that so i believe it's like part of supplier and part of mishandling food that some ways that's what got the outbreak going sure because equally it, it's like it's it it has to be mishandled by an employee like it can't yeah. just be it can't be just from the supplier only you know what i mean it's it's like both sides kind of story but i believe they got it together now and they're they're back up and running sure um can you elaborate a little bit on that culture stuff that you were referring to like what would the culture was explain how the culture was when you started and then explain how the culture changed that which kind of caused you to leave uh, when when I started, they 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 always pushed into the developing within, and it was like literally 98% of the managers in the company started as crew members who worked their way up to be a manager, oh, cool. which is which is really good for the culture because it gets everybody hungry and it, every manager in the spot know exactly what the people underneath them are doing, and sure. then all of a sudden they start to get away from that and hire outsiders to run the business for them. And that was a big change out of nowhere because sure. you can't have somebody coming from outside without a previous training to whatever you're doing and try to manage your people who are really good at whatever they do. There is clash gonna happen at some point, right? So that's that was one of it. Another thing, they, they had a certain criteria for, uh, for the new hires like there's certain characteristics you need to find in the employee that you're hiring in order for you to hire them. They got away mm-hmm. from that as well. So uh, a company with 2,000 stores plus having almost 20,000 people that almost the same, it changed to, to having an different things coming in within a short time without no previous training training or anything. So that that just messed up the whole the whole culture that they built in the past 10 years, I believe. Sure. They, uh, yeah, so I mean, it, inevitably you get to a point, right, where you know, you're so big and you're growing so fast that you can't bring up, like the, the story economics don't support, you know, being able to promote everybody from within. And then it's tough on the company, I think, to, you know, keep keep true to its culture you have to be you have to be prepared to grow slower to keep true to your culture but if you but if you're being pushed to grow fast 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 then there's just no there's just not enough people because you know you know you can't have somebody on the grill for three weeks and now he's a gm of another store like he needs to be on the grill for a while and figure it out and get good at it so so that's kind of what you think in 2014, I believe they were opening a new store every 48 hours. Jeez Louise. That's, that's like crazy amount of work to put in. And where are you going to get enough people to fill up all those units that you keep spreading across the country? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be interested. I've never talked to anybody from Starbucks yet, but I'd be curious to see how they dealt with it. Because, I mean, they were growing a couple hundreds of units, you know. Uh, a year or two for a long period of time, maybe even close to a thousand units at some times during their history. So it was interesting. Yeah. Here's my little Chipotle story. Uh, I went to University of Denver Hotel Restaurant School, and the first Chipotle is like two blocks away 
from the school. And I went in the early 90s, like 92 to 95. So we were there when Chipotle was a one unit chain. And like, you know, all people who see something really cool that I, I was thinking to myself when I graduated, I was like, oh, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll open a Chipotle type restaurant at, by every university on the East Coast because they got nothing like this. And then, of course, I didn't do it. And then, you know, it was like it was like a pipe dream that flew through my head. And then I didn't do it. And then, you know, they explode and grow and go yeah. insane. But it was like, I, you know, I could have very easily stolen that concept at the time because, hey, it was just one restaurant sitting on East Evans Avenue here in town. So anyway, but it, that was. Uh, I, there, I is, there is always one thing like I'm always looking at that I believe quantity, quantity take away from the quality. Yep. Like if you don't arrange for the quantity you're going to have on hand accordingly and with a solid blend, quantity will hurt you because it will take away from your quality. That's what I personally believe in. Uh, I, I would completely agree with you. Um, cool. So let's go on to question number two. What is the big project or initiative that you're working on right now in your restaurant? Gain my business to take off the way I want it to take off. Sure. Because like the the way our restaurant we're we're not a fast food, let me start saying that. We we are fast casual and not because you're getting your food fast that means it's it's not healthy. Everything we do is, is customized, it's better order, ticket by ticket. So you can customize anything. And you can get it under 500 calories. You can get it up to 2,000 calories. It's mm. all up to you and your choices. So I personally believe our business should be way better than what it is right now. It's not that bad, but I want it to be perfect, which is it should. Because we, we provide, I believe, like nobody else does the same way we do it. We don't have an open line that you come choose food that already bred. Everything gets prepped when you order. We cook to order. Plus, you will get your food under seven minutes. So tell me who else does that. Cook the food when you order it, and you get it under seven minutes. In a very affordable price and healthy for yourself. It, it should be way bigger than what it is right now, and that's what we're actually working on right now, trying to, to, to get that brand awareness to everybody and expand ourselves. Sure. Do you, it, do, is there one part of your business that you feel like you have to put more focus on? Is it, is it local store marketing? Is it apps? Is it like, what are you sort of trying to grow? What are you really putting your attention on? Right now is local store marketing because I just got transferred from the New York area. My original store was in Brahms, New Jersey, which is in the border with New York. And I just took over this store over here, like, a couple of weeks ago. So right now, my main focus is local restaurant marketing, like, getting the surrounding areas and, like, everybody around us to know that we're here, what we able to do, what, what's our food like, what, what the culture of our employees, like, how we treat everybody in our, in our restaurant. That's the main focus, local, customer, local, local restaurant marketing right now. Cool, cool. The this that question kind of moves into our third question, which is, what is the one thing in the industry or your business that's keeping you up at night? Not being where I want it to be. Yeah. That's 
that that's just a killing me because as as I said before, like it, there is no other restaurant in fast casual environment will provide what we do. We 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 cut the stuff by hand. We all of our vegetables. I don't have a freezer in my store. I don't have a microwave. The only oven I have is for cookies. So everything is literally fresh. It just came in this morning, and if it's old, it came in yesterday morning. That's that's about it. We yeah. we prep the stuff as you order it. We cook it when you order it. So it's it's super fresh. I believe we we should be like four or five times bigger than what we are right now. And that's where we go. That's what's keeping me up at night. It's just getting more volume into my, my company and, and make it as big as I can make it. Cool. Cool. Um, all right, so we're moving on. We're we're going fast here today. What this is question number four. What is the one thing that you thought the industry would be doing right now that it isn't? So having more market available. That's one thing that I, I thought it would be doing at this point, but we still like trying to keep the quality, as I mentioned before, that the quantity will take away from your quality. So we're trying to focus on what we have on hand and make it the best thing that it can be. But it's it's in the, yeah, it's 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 doing really good, but it's not doing perfect. So I thought it would be doing perfect. And I believe by the end of 2017, it will be doing more than perfect with with the direction that the company is going towards right now. Because we just changed everything, and we we established a new culture, a new training ways, uh, developing our menus, developing our food, and the focus for us is focusing on people now. So our CEO always say, we're just a people business that happens to make food we're focused on and that will take us where we want to be hopefully nice okay so we're we're popping in here to question number five recount like a really funny story that happened to you in your career ah really funny story that happened into my career It's not that funny, but it it was like a struggling moment, but we turned it into fun moment. I had a customer that had an issue at some point with one of my employees. And then instead of the customer, like, finding a manager to, to, to talk to or, like, find the solution to the issue, what she decided to do is to take her three low baby and go in the middle of the bathroom and make the baby do his business right in the middle of the bathroom, throwing the diapers all over the place, making it the worst thing I ever seen. Oh. That got us to shut down the restaurant for like seven hours, call the whole team in, and do like a cleaning party door to door with sanitizing everything. That that that's hands down like maybe the worst thing happened in my <laughs> life. But we we turned it into like fun kind of thing that everybody's working together and we handled it as a team so maybe that was that that is nuts oh gross yeah. <laughs> man people are <laughs> the best and the worst 
Oh, simultaneously. I I love dealing with people. Like uh, the best part of like uh, the best part of my job that I'm waking up every day. I don't know what's gonna happen today. Like I have projection and I have planned out days and everything, but that doesn't work in the restaurant business. Yeah. You walk in the door, you have no idea what's gonna happen in the next five minutes. Who's gonna walk into that door? You have no idea. So you have to be on high alert the whole time, which is what makes my job super fun. The other thing that I wanted to mention that a lot of people in the restaurant industry or like in the food operation system, they always think being a manager is uh, being good at everything. And they want to jump in to solve the, to solve the problems right away and like they, they do it themselves. That the direction that our company is going and what I believe is right, a manager is, is just a good trainer. It's somebody that can train people to the best of their abilities. Identifying where the power in somebody and keep pushing to do it. When you have a problem, you don't jump in to solve it. You actually use it as training material and have that person that do the mistake fix it so the next time it doesn't happen again use it as like education kind of thing. That's that's where most of the restaurants lack right now. Getting general managers or like managers or operation managers in general that wanna jump in and do everything themselves and like not training anybody and like stick to the budget all the time and doing this and doing that. I'm I'm more of a people person. I think the way to run a better restaurant is to have a better culture, having a better team, having a team actually stronger than you. That's what makes the restaurant take off or fall down, is the people that you have. So basically, restaurant business is a people business, not just about food. If you have good people, you will have good food. And to have a good people, you need to have a good trainer. It's like a big circle. What Are do you, you think? Yeah, I would agree completely. I, I was on the training team. So I was on the training team for PF Chang. So yeah, I was always training for like, you know, months and months and months on, you know, culture and waiter and, and, but the problem is if you train, right? Well, everyone expects to go through training and, you know, the trainer kind of goes by the book and says, well, this is how we do it. But if the culture of the restaurant doesn't actually live up to what the training is, then the employee, as soon as they get released from training, they drop down a notch to where the restaurant's at. So like if the trainer is like, yeah, we always put like an iced tea on a doily plate and we carry it with a spoon and then they get released from training and nobody does that because it's an extra step and it's a pain, then they will instantly like ignore the training and lower their standard to where the restaurant is. But if you have the culture of the restaurant is up where the training is, then every new employee gets trained and goes right into this restaurant that's operating at like sort of optimal, um, op as operating optimally, then, then it just, as you fold new people into the mix, they just rise to the occasion. And then the restaurant continues to be awesome. Because anybody who here has ever worked in a restaurant that's got like a great team of people and great leadership and they are just humming, everyone makes more money, every shift's more fun. You know, because it just it moves and it's fast and it's exciting. Restaurants are the worst when they're operating poorly because then nobody's exactly. making money. They're miserable. The standards are dropping and it just doesn't feel good to go there, you know, so. 
if the people is not happy, then your customers will not be happy. If you don't smile in his face and, hey, how are you doing today? Uh, how he's supposed to be happy, Ian, in your restaurant? Absolutely. Right? But the key word for, whole, for this whole thing is the culture, which is bring me back to the manager, which is shouldn't be just a trainer with the people month to month to go to train people from unit to unit. You need to have a trainer in every unit in your chain. Your manager should be a trainer more than being a, a cook, as example, or like an awesome dining room person. You know what I mean? It's, the culture will get established if you have a trainer in place that's keeping everything up to standard. And at the same time, it's, it's, it's not an army force's job. So it's not always bush, 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 bush. You need your people to have fun doing whatever they do. They need to love doing it. Because the difference between me doing it to get paid and me doing it because I want to do it, you can expect a lot more of me because I want to do it. If I'm getting to, to get paid on me, then I'm going to come, clock in, do exactly my job, and then clock out and go home. But if I want to do it, like legit, I want to do it, then I'll do everything I can to make this restaurant awesome place and make the dining experience for every single customer is the most amazing dining experience they ever had because I have a passion for the food. I, I have a passion for this job. I'm having fun being here. The, the culture fits me. I'm, I'm part of the team. I'm valuable. I'm not just here to, to, to cook or like to cut or do whatever and then go home. I'm invested. My opinion matter. Do you agree? I totally agree, man. I was just listening to you. It's, uh, you, you understand it at a very deep level and that's awesome to hear. And that's, uh, hopefully the guys. It's weird because like when, when I have a conversation with other, with other managers from another companies or like sometimes from the same company in a different store, they, 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 they don't get what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to say, all right, so your team, how good is your team? Ah, my team sucks. Then you, you, you're not good. If your team is not good, then you're not good manager. You ask me how's my team. Well, my team will take out your team any time of the day. That's that's how I see it. My team is always stronger than me. I'm not here to cook every day. They're here to cook every day. Then they should be better than me, right? That the some people don't just get the idea of having a fun shift will grow yourself will make you able to pay more money, will have your people happier and your customers coming in more often than just having a shift. Yeah. It's the, it's the intangibles that make, because restaurants seem to ebb and flow. Like they're not like a constant, you know, you get a leadership change or you get like a poison pill on the staff and then it takes a while to get them rooted out or whatever it is. You know, and, and so they kind of this ebb and flow or the corporate direction changes. And so, it you know, they start throwing maybe something else on the manager's plate. And that might take away from the actual running of the shift for a while because there's a new promotion or whatever. And so it's just this constant battle of like, you know, managing and keeping the, your priorities straight so that you over the long haul can keep that team going. Because when you have the good team. It, your job becomes so much easier too. So it, yeah, it is, it's neat to have worked in restaurants and been part of the management team of restaurants that have been great. And it's also been obviously very eye opening to be in restaurants that have not been great and, and feel that 
the pain of working those shifts because it can be brutal. You're just counting every second. Like, when am I going to go home? And you keep shaking your throat. Like, oh, my goodness. It's like yeah. half an hour more. Ah. Yeah. If I see an employee in my building, look, checking out his, his watch, and I'll go, hey, what's up? I, do you have something to do today? I see you checking your watch, or you don't want to be here. Because if you tell me you don't want to be here, you don't need to be here. It's like you need to be, like you, you want to be here. That's what I want. I want yeah. to be at, at my job. In my day off, I have no problem just driving to go eat dinner there. It's big. I want to be there. It's my family. I see those people every day, and that's just, I take pride of everything we do, which is bringing me back to, like, why I left the previous company, right? My first district manager, the guy who, who trained me, he worked his way up from, from a crew member all the way to be a multi-unit manager, which is where I'm headed as well, right? So this guy was the most awesome manager I ever had. Like, he is the reason I said I want to be a restaurant manager and I want to be like that guy. Why? Because he provides everything we needed. He, he understands our pain. When, like, we're having a rough shift, he's a district manager. He doesn't need to be here. Guess what? That guy, like, pull in the parking lot, park his car and come in, pull up his sleeve, and he's right on the line, right with us. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. And then with the, with the new management, and that's when I left, when they got an outsider in that doesn't know nothing, doesn't know nothing about our culture, doesn't, doesn't have solid training, and then coming to tell us how to do things against whatever in the book, that's when the company took a big curve, and then all of this outbreaks and that stuff starts to show up because it was a company-wide change. Now, what got me into my company that I'm in with right now, which is Bayway, is, is the idea of healthy minds is in healthy body. And your healthy body will get from healthy food. And healthy food comes from fresh ingredients and stuff made as we go. There is day-to-day -day challenge. There is not a day similar to the day before. And now the culture is we're developing within, we're trying to make our people better, trying to make our food better, trying to make our dining experience better. So that's why I'm so crazy about this company and I, I really love working here because I believe we are one of the healthiest and the most delicious stores that in, in, the, in the restaurant business right now. And it will just get better and bigger. Bayway cool. is, 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 is awesome, man. Like, it's, it's a fantastic company to work for, and uh, our CEO is, like, as hungry as us, and she show up randomly in any store, and she's not scared to work with us and all of that. So that creates the great culture. Now, we see our CEO is, like, involved with the daily operations with us, so we want to do more, right? So that, that's how the culture get in. And the food is just amazing. Cool. Well, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. Uh, thank you so much, Islam, for being on today. And we will talk soon. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And good luck with your new store and good luck in Virginia. Thank you. Take care, sir.